Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome once again to Cult Following, your guide into the local world of film, film culture, pop culture, collectibles, and so much more, hailing to you from the deep, dark desert of Phoenix, Arizona. We're some of the people who bring you cult classics AZ every month, where you can see your favorite films on the big screen at Super Saver Silver Cinemas 8 in Phoenix, Arizona. Join us in March for the return of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie party on March 21st and stay on top of our events. Uh, general nonsense over at cultclassicsaz.com and cultfalling.co. I am one of your two hosts for this occasion, Victor Moreno, along with Jasperino. Am I live? Am I, am I live? Lord. That wasn't even a, a, a fully effect. Is I, there anybody out there? Hello, is it me you're looking for? <laughs> you jump genres on that one. Right, Lionel Richie, always timeless. So, woo, yowza, didn't mean to scream in your ear, guys. So, on this edition of Cult Following, I get my radio voice on as we talk about some of our favorites. Uh, Scream Queens. We like yes. horror movies. We love the victims distress in distress and we like when they fight back so we're going to talk a little bit about that and we'll also just like catch up on what's been going on and all that stuff coming straight off valentine's day i think it's timely timely i think so right it's kind of like the right time of season when you think of your favorite girl absolutely girl or guy i don't know i don't discriminate your favorite final girl there we go yeah never in the basement where you leave them (laughs) <laughs> i know i was thinking about that because like uh i saw uh the invisible man the yeah other i was day. gonna ask you about that it's it's really good is it really it's not and it's not like a horror movie it's like a like sci-fi horror movie well it's kind of like the original was the same way it yeah was, it was more sci-fi-ish with some horror kind of accents to it yeah <laughs> did, did, did you see like uh that one movie upgrade no Oh, so you should totally watch that movie. Mm-hmm. It's by the same guy who directed Invisible Man, right. Lee Wanell, who also co-directed Saw. Nice. So there's like little Easter eggs for both those movies in there. Yeah, because I know when you called me a couple of days ago and said you were going to the, the screening, I was like, I really hope it's better than Dracula and the Mummy. The oh my god, dude, those are so bad. And maybe they're maybe they're catching on. Was it the same studio? It's yeah, it's Universal. But what right. they were gonna do before is they were gonna do like a Marvel universe it's called Dark Universe, oh, and they were no. gonna link them all together. But I guess the Mummy did so bad, yes, that they like were like, no, no, we're gonna let Bloomhouse like do all these <laughs> movies instead. Oh, I, like I hope they. They all kind of come out like this. I think the next one is going to be uh, the Bride of Frankenstein. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, well, that's, that's like my, my that's my favorite Universal monsters movie. Mine too. Yeah, and I think a lot of people like. I, I like. I've talked to a lot of people like they just like how the Bride of Frankenstein looks, but a lot of people are like never actually watch that movie. Right. And it's weird because I think out of all the Universal monsters movies from the '30s, it's the only one that like still holds up, like the plot. You know. That's true. You know, it's like a really cool plot. I don't really want to spoil it, but like, it's it's really dope. You don't have to watch the original Frankenstein to like get it. Like, it's cool. Plus, on the subject, I really dug um, a couple of years ago when we went to the uh, Del Toro exhibit. Oh yeah, that's right. At LACMA, 
we realize that the Bride of Frankenstein actually had red hair. I know. That you never realize because it's in black and white. But they had actual uh, figures there, statues there. From, they, they were like life-size. They looked like real from people. From Guillermo yeah. del Toro's collection. And they were full color. And yeah, her hair was red. And we kind of tripped out on it a little bit. I know. I thought it was like super cool. Like I had like a Bride of frankenstein like figure here and i ended up like dry brushing right into her hair oh that's cool just i to, have that same figure yeah check it out it's like right there just so oh, i see that that's yeah, really cool just so it kind of look more like that i didn't go like crazy with the it, cool thing about that figure is it came with that classic head and it came with the wrapped head too before they unwrapped her oh really mine yeah. didn't that's really cool really yeah so i've got and it came with a an extra pair of arms, too, I think. I have arms and a head somewhere. Oh, there. that's really dope. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't remember where I picked it up, but I was pretty excited about it. I, I actually switched the head out from time to time just to be different. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's just crazy mm-hmm. how many toys come with that like option now. I have got a cigar box in my house full of heads <laughs> and hands. Uh, you know, it's funny because you can just go through it, and it's just like various body parts. Like, I've got... um two or three well i've got two uh, nightcrawler heads i've mm-hmm. got arms i've got different hands I'm, on the mr fantastic i have from the last not the current marvel legends set they did but the last one he came with long arms or regular arms his regular arms are in there because why are you going to have a mr fantastic yeah. and not use the stretchy arms you know so yeah i think it, i think it's really cool though it's come a long way because it's, I think action figures are based more towards collectors now. Oh yeah, for sure. Whereas back in, I mean, I think back in the day it would have been really cool, like the old school, three and quarter inch Star Wars figures if they had come with different, different heads or hands, or Luke, like you could have had his removable hand and his robot hand. Right. You know, that would have been pretty cool, but they weren't there yet, I guess. No, I think we're getting like all that stuff we should have had as toys for kids now i look adults. around sometimes like um on my instagram a few days ago i posted a, a picture of some of my doctor who figures and i remember thinking man when i was eight years old i would have given one of my digits for these like I right killed for this you know it's kind of cool did you see any pictures from um toy fair this past weekend uh, i did actually uh, you're talking the um the uh what I'm thinking is the NECA, the NECA cartoon line. Yeah. Is really, dude, that Beetlejuice is freaking amazing. I know. It's super cool because that, to me, uh, like, NECA makes these figures called Toonie Terrors. That's Bas- it, the Toonie. Basically, they look like, you know, your favorite, like, horror slashers if they were, like, Scooby-Doo villains. Right. And they did a new, they announced a new series, and it has uh, Reagan from The Exorcist mm-hmm. and um, Sam from Trick or Treat. And uh, it has Ash from Evil Dead. That was cool, too. And Beetlejuice and Victor from Hatchet. Yeah, that's the one. Victor, yeah. yes. Which is crazy, because, like, I never thought that car- that movie was, like, popular enough to kind of, like, you know, warrant, like, toys. I think they may be using this line to test its popularity, because yeah. I would actually... I am a fan of the Hatchet movies, so I wouldn't mind an actual NECA Hatchet figure. That would be cool, but maybe they're testing the waters with this one to see how well it does. Yeah, probably. It looks pretty cool, though. I mean, like... Well, the the one that I thought was a weird pick was Sam from Trick or Treat, because he really kind of doesn't look much different, because there's not much you can do with... Yeah. With that head and that body. Yeah, it already looks cartoony. Yeah, because I've already got a Sam figure, Mm -hmm. and it kind of looks the same. I think the coloring might be different, but that's not it. 
I need to get one. I keep missing it. I, we were in Vegas last week and we were at a toy store and there was one there for like thirty bucks. I'm like, uh, it's kept, totally worth it. I know. I kept kicking myself. I think they're ridiculous on eBay right now. Well, I think they remade them. That's probably part of the thing. Oh, I see. Like I was at Zia Records uh, earlier, and um, they had this new Pinhead. Like uh, he's all articulated. I saw that. It's really cool. Looking. It looks really cool. I think the blood is too bright. I I would have been tempted to get it, except like uh, I already have one, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of like eh, I don't want to kind of keep rebuying right. the same characters over and over again. Like I still want to get like the uh, monster from sh- the Fishman from Shape of Water. Yeah, that would be cool. I got to get that at some point. But like they also announced they were doing like a uh, Casey Jones from the Ninja Turtles nice. movie, which I think a lot of people probably be into. And then they're doing um Back to the Future figures. I saw the Marty on yeah. Facebook on NECA's Facebook page today. Yeah, and it looks freaking incredible. I know it's it's just weird. I guess I always thought like you know. Like, why haven't they made Back to the Future figures before? Right. But, like, it looks really Dude, good. Every little line and crease, like, in his vest. Is, yeah. The, yeah, the detail is really good on it. It was, it was a close-up that I saw, so I was like, wow, that is really, really cool. They were saying they have a license to do, like, all of them, you know? Uh, so they're going to do Back to the Future 2 figures, like, uh-huh. next year. Like, uh, the first thing that popped in mind is, like, I hope they do Evil Casino Biff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> that would be, like, the one to get. I would really like to have the Clint Eastwood Marty from Back to the Future Oh, Marie. yeah, for sure. That would be cool. I, that would be cool. Yeah, because I, w- I don't think I would want any of the 50s figures. I'd probably just want, like, Biff, Doc, and Marty. I was going to say, I think the Doc 50s figure would look cool. Oh, yeah, that's he's true. he got the hat on and everything. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I totally know what you're talking cool. about. It's so funny. Back to the Future's one of those movies for some reason i think more than almost more than any other movie uh i randomly think about from time to time i was sitting in a stoplight the other day and i was thinking about the part of the first movie where he sits down in the restaurant and he goes can i get a pepsi free and the guy's like hey buddy if you want a pepsi you gotta pay for it right it's little like there's a lot of memorable stuff in there i think that that's kind of it holds up it's kind of timeless no yeah pun intended but um, it, and today it's funny you brought that up, and I think maybe it's because I saw the one on Facebook. But um, I was thinking about the part three where he did the whole Clint Eastwood thing where he put the shovel right in there was when he got shot. Yeah, it was, and how the whole uh, the gor- the gorge changed the name to Clint Eastwood Gorge. Or yeah. at the end of the movie, I thought that was pretty funny. But yeah, just random Back to the Future thoughts is kind of funny it's it's weird like we were driving back from las vegas and i don't know if any of you guys have ever made that drive it's i don't like it's it at dead. all there's nothing at no all. it's it's one of the worst drives ever <laughs> and there's this like part that's like um once you get past wiki up it's like a hundred miles of just, just dirt yeah it's <laughs> like you're going it's a two-lane highway and the cars are going this way and you're going that way right and i there was one point where i was going like 90 miles per hour down that because i was trying to get home faster right. and i just kept thinking like i wish i could travel through time just so i could get like past this because right. we're still like an hour and a half just blow a wormhole open yeah so dumb i hate that drive so much i already made it like twice this it's year. not like uh and it's not cool like the the drive to san diego you get like the wind turbines and you get the sand dunes yeah and, like interesting stuff to look at and the, the scene changes a little yeah. bit no going to vegas is just six hours out of hell 
It's like driving through Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you drive over the Hoover Dam, but you never see it. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So it's so fucking stupid. It's like weird because I, you know, like when I was a kid, I don't know if this is, if you ever think this way, but like you know, when I was a kid, I watched like the first Superman movie and the Hoover Dam uh-huh. is in it. And you think it's like, oh wow, that's like one of the major things to see in America, right. the Hoover Dam. Right. It's so important. I'm sure kids growing up now don't even know what the fuck it is. is, right? Yeah. Um, that's funny because we live in Arizona and yeah. I've never been to the Grand Canyon either. Dude, we went so. to the Grand Canyon and like I, I, I've heard a lot of people say this 100% is totally true. When you go to the Grand Canyon, it looks fake. Really? Yeah, it looks like you're looking at a matte painting. Oh, wow. It's that's so crazy. like, I mean, it's like, you know, majestic, but like, fuck, it's like so detailed and it looks like you're look it, you're standing there and i'm like god this looks fake right like i if i could run across i feel like i would smack into a wall or something one of my goals that i've made recently is i want to see more of the state yeah because i've lived here literally lived here all my life i've never lived in any other state but i've i've been to flagstaff I've yeah been to tucson i've been here you know but um uh Last week, I had the chance to go up. I was on the Navajo reservation up by New Mexico, by the New Mexico border. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's freaking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely beautiful. And I was looking around, and it makes you appreciate the state you live in. A lot of people talk crap, oh, you live in Arizona or whatever. But I, I've always kind of been in love with the scenery and the sunsets. And it's it's cool. Yeah. It's interesting. And, and I kind of decided, yeah, we need to drive around more and see more. Because there's a lot of crazy stuff here, too. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you go up to Jerome and you can go to the Haunted Hamburger and, and crazy stuff like that. There's a lot of, I think, I, maybe kind of weird, haunted type places that you can check out here that I don't think a lot of people appreciate. That's true. Yeah, and it's like a crazy drive going in Jerome, but like, uh, it, it's a cool place to visit for sure. Dude, I, you remember I used to do roller derby. Yeah, and, that's right. Um, I was an announcer, not a skater. <laughs> but um, that was right when I started my t-shirt line. This was probably 12, almost 15 years ago now. Um, I took a bunch of the roller derby girls. I had a 15 passenger Ford van. Oh, wow. I loaded it up with roller derby girls. And we went up to Jerome to do a photo shoot for my clothing line. And none of them realized we were driving up the side of a mountain until we were actually doing it. So everybody's freaking out. Cause you're literally, if you've ever gone to Jerome, it's just this winding road all the way up the side of this mountain. And there's yeah. just a drop off on the other side. And it was a lot of fun, but we ended up not to get too long, but we ended up in a, the historic catholic church up there we got access to it oh yeah yeah we've been in there and we did a we did a photo shoot in there and the girls were drinking 40s and everybody was like (laughs) we're going to hell and we had um we had them sitting in the confession booth and it was really a lot of fun but yeah stuff like that like there's just so much stuff to see and do here that i don't think a lot of people realize outside the phoenix city limits yeah i think a lot of people don't really like to explore I mean, because this place is, like, so suburb-driven. I've never been, like, a big fan of that, you know? Right. So I always am like, oh, God, you really need to get out and do more stuff. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Well, like, we, we did a day trip up to Payson a couple of years ago, you and I. I think so. Yeah, we, we went up to Bear Lake. It was, that was Oh, yeah, that was yeah, yeah, fun. yeah. I remember that. And then, like, the, the bridge kind of washed out. Yeah. Or the path. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Victor crazy. was like, I'm done. We're turning around. Yeah. It's all over. <laughs> we had both seen enough horror movies to know that it was in our best interest to go back. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, that was crazy. Me and Ruby, we we went up to Mount Lemon like a few like uh, I don't know, like two or three months ago. It was still like snowing, right? Nice. But like you know, we went up there. You could see snow, and then literally it started snowing while we were there. And it's like a little bit, and then it was like coming down. I'm like, holy crap! And like literally, we were trying to get out of town, and we were getting stuck in the snow. It came down so hard. So the people there were like, "Back up! You got to build up speed." And then like literally, we're backing up, and Ruby's about to go, and like the lady's like, "No, you got to go farther than that." We had to back up like three blocks, and then like the cops were there, and then they're like, "Gun it! Don't stop for anything." Yeah, it was crazy because the first time, like Ruby, like braked a little bit, and then we got stuck again. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, because we don't know anything about snow. Oh yeah, what the hell is that? It just came down like a motherfucker. It's just like, what the hell? You know? I'm from here. You're from California. We don't we don't know shit about snow. Yeah. I've never had good experiences with snow. I, oh, fuck, dude. I remember like 10 years ago, I went up to Utah for the Sundance Film Festival. Uh-huh. Aaron was walking down, and I saw like a pile of snow. And I feel like just like it was bundled on the side <laughs> of the road. And I walked right into it and like literally sank, sank like three feet. Oh it was like, like jumping into a pothole. Oh, I was like, oh, my God. I'm so lucky I didn't like break my leg or anything. I had the opposite experience. I saw a snowbank on the side of a building, and mm-hmm. I threw one of my kids into it thinking it would be funny they would sink but it would turn to ice oh and they shit. just bounced off it and i felt so horrible i was like it looks soft <laughs> they lived it's okay they live that's all that matters they live Nah, but that's cool but yeah like i don't know i i always have i always like traveling and it's cool you know i think you need to make it a point to get out and do shit every now and then explore a little bit Right, because otherwise you're just going to end up in like this rut of your life, you know, where you just end up in your room with all your toys. Doing podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's too funny. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think, you know, uh, we, we thought about like, oh man, we're, we're totally going to get back to doing this podcast like every other week and then like all this other stuff get coming up. Right. So we had a couple, I did a couple by myself, just like, oh, these are the movies we've been watching. But like, I always like having like, you know, being able to bounce like ideas and topics. Right. So um, kind of circling back to the Invisible Man. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, because I haven't seen it yet. Um, when does it come out? Is... It comes out uh, tomorrow. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I'm interested in seeing it because that was one of my... Cause, okay, so my Universal movies pretty much go Bride of Frankenstein, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Invisible Man. Those are my three tops. Yeah, that's kind of like the three best right there. I love The Invisible Man because... It is you're like you said. It's not as much a horror movie as a as a sci fi movie. Yeah, but it's also like the character of the Invisible Man is absolutely out of his mind, insane. Yeah, and the part and it holds up. This movie was made in what nineteen thirty six or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's an older movie, but that part where he starts unwrapping the bandages in front of everybody and there's yeah. nothing there. And he's laughing maniacally, and everybody's terrified. That scene is absolutely terrifying. Yeah, and it still holds up, and it still kind of gives me the the willies, you know, a little bit. And just the fact that all of that was done with practical effects, there was no CGI. That was all right. film trickery with him running around with 
his clothes disappearing and then stuff falling over and all of the stuff that they did. It's really amazing because you think they didn't have modern technology to do that with. You didn't have a, um, oh man, what was that Kevin Bacon movie? Hollow Man. Ho- you didn't have a Hollow Man thing going on. Not in any way, shape, or form to, to compare those two movies. Yeah. Because The Invisible Man is by far a classic. Well, the it. thing I liked about this one is like, you know, I, I felt to like I was gonna like it because Elizabeth Moss is in it, right? And like she's really good at playing like somebody who's like freaked out, and, like ah, you know, yeah, because she has to act against nothing essentially. Exactly. But and she's really good at that. But um, the thing I liked about this is that it's rated R for gore, nice, not for like easy right you know because i like was thinking he's gonna be like hollow man like uh invisible rape scene yeah no there's actually not an invisible That's rape cool. scene in this and they don't even like really hint at that because well, it's too easy it is you know what I mean? it is and it's like nowadays like it's yeah, i feel like that's just kind of like cheap right you know absolutely because you're like going in just full-on expecting like oh invisible man against a woman yeah he's gonna you know invisorape her right you know you know, and I guess I'm not making light of the issue of rape. I'm just no. saying it's refreshing that somebody wouldn't go that way when it's like an easy like scare. Absolutely. You know, and then sometimes you get it when you least expect it. Like the uh, <laughs> sorry, I can't help it. The uh, Shannon Elizabeth snowman rape scene in Jack Frost. <laughs> oh my god, that's oh dude, that movie's so fucking wow, bad. I didn't see that coming, <laughs> dude. So. I know you haven't seen this movie, but I got to mention this. All right, The Lodge, you sh- which yeah, you should watch. It's on my list. It it's good. Is. It's good. But literally, there is a scene in that movie where, like, the characters are watching uh, the thing, right? Uh-huh. And then they're like, you know, like, she starts to get freaked out. And then, like, it's like, can we change the channel? And the kids change the channel, and they change it to Jack Frost. Oh, my God. Not that one. Oh, the Michael the Keaton Michael one. Keaton Oh, that's great. And it was weird. Like, I talked to some people afterwards. Like, they were like, seriously, the scariest thing about this movie is that they would change the thing. They would stop watching the thing and start watching Jack Jack Frost. Frost. That's funny. (laughs) That's funny because I'm on a lot of VHS pages on Instagram. Yeah. And by the way, if you want to follow me, it's at 700 tapes on Instagram. Um, Somebody had posted a picture of the michael keaton jack frost and the horror movie jack frost next to each other right and they said the one thing i miss about video rental stores is switching these two tapes <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome freaking amazing oh god there's so many bad christmas movies like santa's sleigh yes i love that one um i also have a uh, black santa's revenge uh-huh that one's pretty good did you uh did you hear about a um, super showdown today no. Do you want me to tell you? Oh, you're talking about Goldberg versus The Fiend for yeah. the Universal title? Yeah. I, I'm trying not to think about that. I can tell you what happened. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, spoilers. All right, spoiler alert. Goldberg won. Are you freaking kidding me? I'm totally serious. Oh Goldberg is the Universal Champion. So they just screwed... Oh, never mind. WrestleMania. Yeah. So they had nothing for it to begin with. Yeah, no, this is also they could do a Goldberg versus roman reigns match that's stupid <laughs> and i'm like why don't they just do a three-way with edge and they could just all like oh collide and destroy the <laughs> universe just a big explosion boom the death <laughs> choo, choo, choo. 
all three spheres have collided. So if any of you out there are wrestling fans, <laughs> I think you'll agree with me. This is why I haven't watched Raw in like six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And there was oh coming into this, there was something I wanted to say about AEW and oh they have a pay per view on Saturday. Not just that, I wanted to talk about since we've segue kind of into wrestling, I wanted to talk about the upcoming AEW action figure line. Oh right! Did right. you see the Pentagon Junior figure? Yeah, it looks freaking awesome. I know it looks super rad. Yeah. I want one. Um, all of the figures actually look pretty good. I thought. Um, yeah, I like that they did. At first, I was iffy on it. The the middle figure moving. Oh yeah, they don't have an ab crunch. They have a floating diaphragm. Yes, but I like that because yeah. when I get the young bucks now, they can do the pose. Yes, that's and that may be the only reason they did it. Yeah. <laughs> The Kenny Omega looked really good. Yeah. But yeah, if I had to only get one, it would definitely, I think, be that Pentagon Jr. Because I was like, holy crap, that looks amazing. I know. Um, there's another company doing a Pentagon Jr. figure called uh, Boss Fight Studios. Uh, and theirs comes out at the same time. Oh, wow. But what's funny is they both pick the same outfit, except oh, AEW's geez. is white and Boss Fight's is red. Oh, crap. So it's like, oh, you can pick. They look just as good. You did a uh, you did a custom Pentagon Dark I, figure, didn't I you? I didn't make it. I bought one. Oh, I got one right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. It looks really good, too. Yeah, I think one of the guys who actually was making the official one actually uh -huh. made that one. Oh, that's really cool. So, I mean, I think I still think it holds up. But, yeah, yeah. I, I want to get one because um, there's this other company called Super 7 I uh -huh. buy stuff for, and they're doing New Japan Pro Wrestling figures. Nice. And, uh... Every month they like they do this like rolling thing where like oh we have a different series like they did a Conan uh, figure line last month uh, that you could pre-order figures for and they did like uh, they did Conan and they did uh, Tulsa Doom and they did the the other two dudes nice. like and, and that's like first time they had ever made a figure of Tulsa Doom that's cool so I was like oh man but then the month before that they were doing New Japan Pro Wrestling figures uh -huh. and it was like it was um. Tomo, Tomohiro Ishii was like this pit bull looking guy. I'm not uh -huh. a big. It, mo it was mostly chaos guys. So it was him, Will Ospreay, um, uh, Tanahashi, who's like the John Cena of Japan. Right. Yeah. And uh, Okada. And I bought and I pre-ordered an Okada figure. Nice. You know, because I figured that would look good with like my Shinsuke Nakamura right. figure. You know, and it'll go good with all the whatever other stuff. Well, the cool thing is, um, I was thinking of you when I first saw it, because you already got a Bullet Club started over there. Right. With uh, uh, AJ Styles and the Good Brothers. Or right. The OC now. Yeah. Um, and a Finn Balor, you can you'll actually be able to add the Bucks, Omega, and Cody Rhodes. Yeah, that's pretty so much that's, pretty that, cool. that's what I was thinking because yeah. they're the same scale. I think is they the are old. Uh, was it the Mattel figures or the Jacksons? I can't yeah, remember. the same. They're the same scale as these Mattel yeah, figures. That's really cool. Yeah, because that's pretty much all I need. Genius. It's like yeah, Omega and the Young Bucks, right. and then I can have like the OG Bullet Club. The OG Bullet Club. I mean, like. I can hope at some point maybe the Gorillas of Destiny will join <laughs> so you can have a Tama Tonga. And then that's funny. it. That's it. You know, because, you know, I like I stopped my NWO collection at like Hall, Nash, and Hogan. Right. Although, like, if I ran across six, I would uh -huh. probably get it, and that's it. Because right. I don't want to. You're not going to do a custom Buff Bagwell? No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I've seen people who have like He's custom. the stuff. Yeah. Well, then I'm going to a toy con in Vegas in like two weeks, and usually Mattel has like a display there, 
So I'm hoping they'll actually have the fiend figure to look at. Nice. Oh, I saw that too. Yeah. Online. That looked really good also. Yeah. Although, like, again, like. It comes with the lantern. It the Bray Wyatt head. I know. That's why I want it. Just because it looks like a horror character. Yeah, and they did awesome. a great job on it. Like, I bet, yeah, it just fucking boggles my mind. They're like, no, no, we're going to get the title off the fiend and put it on Goldberg. So here's a pro tip from your friends at Cult Following. Get that Bray Wyatt figure immediately because I guarantee you parents are going to complain about it. And yeah. It's going to get changed. Dude, I remember when I was a kid, uh, my brother had like the Venom that was like, I'm going to eat your brains. I'm going to eat your brains. Yes, I wanted that. Yeah, and it's like, why were people complaining about right. this? I mean, like, I don't know, man. I, I grew up and I'm not like, oh, the children. Maybe that I... That talking Venom, by the way, is ultra expensive now. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I remember. So many things I saw in the store when I was younger that I wish to God I had just bought. Yeah. You know, because you don't think about it. It's, oh, this would be cool, but I'd buy groceries. You know, and it's like... Well, it's stuff I could have lived on ramen for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I, like, I, I remember seeing things now that are super expensive, and, like, they they were expensive then. Like, I remember, yeah. like, Optimus Prime, like, because I, I had one when yes. I was a kid, and I saw one at a Toys R Us. I remember... It was twenty nine dollars, oh which might as well have been a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars. You know, we went to um, I remember once one Christmas we went up to this like store that was like kind of like the equivalent of Costco up in Hemet, like because Costco's weren't like whatever mm-hmm. how they are now. It's like you had to like go out to go to one of these like buy in bulk stores, right. and they so were selling toys for the holidays, and they had the USS flag oh from GI Joe. So, guys, if you're listening and you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. So, in the late 80s... It was the Holy Grail for every child of the 80s. It, it's a fucking aircraft carrier that was in scale with three points, the, the three and a half inch, like, G.I. Joe It's figures. literally, like, three feet long. Yeah, yeah. It's the box huge. was, like, bigger than I was. Amazing. Yeah, and I remember me and my brother were, like, just looking at it because they had the really cool art of the like the you know you could land your gi joe vehicles on it yes the gi joe vehicles that were already like 20 30 bucks you could land them on there right. you know and me and my brother were looking i remember my dad uh at the time because my you know my dad made good money he was like do you guys want that for christmas and we were like no what no because <laughs> we realized this was gonna be it oh that would be all you got yeah and I was like, no, because you, you, you're oh two little gosh. kids. Yeah, you yeah. know you're not going to fucking get along with a giant-ass boat, right. you know? Yeah, so it was like, I don't regret it. I mean, there's stuff I got when I was a kid that I regret not taking care of, like, because um, it would be awesome to have now. Like, uh, one year, my dad, for my birthday, got me, like, a Japanese fucking Voltron oh, that was, like, man. three feet tall. It came with, like, hundreds of little missiles. What? It's shocking I didn't die. <laughs> you know but it was like but I, was it die cast oh yeah it was me oh, that's awesome oh my god it was so cool i remember thinking it was cool then but like at the time i got it when i was too young like yeah. i didn't realize what it was dude so i had i had the uh the voltron that you could put the action figures in uh-huh and it was freaking cool and i had a couple i think i had keith and i had lance and the rest i filled in with like gi joe's and Star Wars yeah. figures I also had a whole box of He-Man figures, and when I turned 13, I decided, I'm too old to play with toys, and I want money, so I took it <laughs> all to the swap meet and sold it. Oh, my and God. And I sold all of it in the same day. Like, Of course you did. People came by and just brought it all. 
I think I sold that Voltron for like twelve dollars. Oh my god! I'm sure they thought they got like the deal. Oh of all time. my god! I'm so yeah. I think I had Battle Cat. I had uh, all kinds of He-Man figures. It, yeah, it was. It's heartbreaking even to think about it now because, yeah, that would look really nice. <laughs> but what are the chances that I would still have it? I mean, I think I would have lost it somewhere along the way. Right. Still, Dude, if I could I, go back in time and slap myself, I think I would. I, I'm shocked enough. I have that. I have some toys from when I was like younger. You know, I have a few toys in my office here, figures that are like 20 years old. I have more stuff I brought from home or, or from California to here that's like you know 25 years right. old. But it's like I wish I had like like shit like you know I, I have like back in california i have a like a dino bot that i remember the nice. stamp says it's from 1987 wow you know dude i have a uh i have a chuck norris from chuck norris karate i Commandos saw the picture you posted on that. Instagram. Like, I, I told ruby like i had that exact same that's one cool. when i was in grade school and his foot you push his foot down he kicks backwards yeah except you can't tell in the picture but that foot is broken of course it is and um the only other cool thing that i really had that i've had for a while is i have a crypt keeper action figure but oh that's pretty cool i think i got that when i was 18 i didn't really get that when i was a little kid yeah but that chuck norris karate commando was like a bro i think i got that for my birthday when i was like 10 or something holy like shit that. yeah i've had it for that long that's it's pretty really, cool it's pretty cool so it's sentimental my sister bought it for me and the one I wanted to get with it that I never did was the big samurai dude yeah. that was on the show. I can't remember his name, but he, the figure was nice and big. Yeah. We were talking, I was talking with my son the other day about the old rubber wrestling figures. Oh, the LJN ones. Yeah, we were talking about the Andre the Giant. And I'm like, dude, you could have killed somebody with that Andre the Giant. It was, it must have weighed five pounds It was because it was solid rubber. Right. You know what I mean? And it was to scale with the other figures, so it was freaking huge. I had the uh, Hulk Hogan and the Hillbilly Jim from that, and I actually had to throw them away because I found them about six years ago in my garage. And they were, like, melting? Yes, and they stank so bad. Uh, and I even tried cleaning them, but there was no clean. I mean, they literally stunk up the house, and I brought them inside the house, and that sucked. That's, yeah, that sucks. Once that starts, you're kind of just, like, fucked. Right. Yeah. No. But, yeah, you know. It happens. When you can find stuff like that, it's really cool. Every once in a while, I look on eBay to see if I can find, like, a, those Mr. T figures. Oh, I remember those. Yeah, and it's, like, a few times I've seen one in really good shape, but it's always gone broke. So. It was crazy. Well, because there was two different ones. There was a Mr. T that came with the A-Team. Yeah. And because I had the Mr. T and the Murdoch from that yeah. set. And it was amazing because Mr. T came with the toolbox. The toolbox opened. The top thing came out, and yeah. there were little tiny screwdrivers and stuff in that. And inside, the big part of the toolbox was, like, bolt cutters, an impact gun. Like, so many little tiny parts came with this. It was really impressive. Wow. And um, But the actual Mr. T figure that was just a Mr. T figure actually had clo cloth overalls. I yeah, I've I seen remember. that one. I had, I had the other one when I was a kid, the one that had, like, the blue vest and he had like the knee high socks with black pants that's the one that's the one from the at yeah. set that i had yeah the other one had like a long red shirt i think and overalls, yeah. and it was real cloth but yeah, yeah that's the that. that one I, the, I was talking about like it, it pops up on ebay
eBay every now and then. Really? One of these days, I'll like find a good one and pull the trigger on it. I don't know what happened to the Murdoch, but I remember the Mr. T specifically because it was heartbreaking. I dropped him one day on the tile floor, uh, and he exploded. Because uh, it was all hollow hard plastic. Yeah. And that was my first real taste of trying to build an action figure, because I was like, <laughs> trying to put right. Elmer's glue in the little holes where the little tabs went in and keep yeah. his arms in there at the same time, and like, Eventually, I think I just wrapped a rubber band around him to keep him together because that was the only thing holding his head and his arms in place. Yeah. Yeah. Man, we're going down Heartbreak Ridge for Jasper <laughs> when it comes to toys. Wah, wah. Right? Nah. Eh, I mean, it's good to, like, go down that nostalgia. We won't even go into the time when I took my Star Wars figures to school and somebody stole half of them. Do that happen oh to me God. with my Chuck Norris figures? Oh, really? Like, yeah, I, I had them in my backpack, showed them to neighbors, left it out to go inside, then he stole them. Oh, little Then bastards. you're like, oh, look, my parents got me the same ones Lies. you have. Oh, Lies. yeah, I was so pissed. You're a lying bastard. Yeah, you know, so, so fucking stupid. I hope karma paid you in kind. Oh, I mean, <laughs> it, it did. He, he did not have a fun life. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yes, toy teeth. Yeah. No, but... um. I think your phone's shaking the table. Yeah, yeah. I keep getting a call from the same 610 number, and there's never anyone there. And I've blocked this number like three times, and it still rings. I'm haunted. I don't know. I like I like at least about an iPhone. If, if enough people block those numbers, it just comes up on your number as fraud. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, that's cool. Do the work for me. Well, I would almost prefer a recording or something, but yeah. there's just nothing. Yeah. So I don't know if somebody's calling me from beyond the grave or what's going on, which I would prefer right. over a solicitor, but, you know. Yeah, I, I'd like to pick that up and have like, hello, you're, you're on the list for Vincent Price's egg magic. Yes! <laughs> I would be like, shut up and take my money. <laughs> or you just hear the, you know, the classic. Yeah. <sighs> you know, like, I know. Oh, what is that? Kids will never know the fun of prank calls. Oh my gosh, again. right? I used to have this reoccurring dream when I was a kid that I would answer the phone and just hear like millions of people screaming like it was right. a phone call straight from hell. And it used to scare the living crap out of me. Uh-huh. And then the phone would ring late at night and I wouldn't want to answer it. <laughs> I know, because I, I always think of like movies like the Jerky Boys. Like if somebody's watching oh that my now, God, like, yes. why don't they just look at the the caller ID? Right? <laughs> there was no caller ID. Then. Yeah. You kicked my dog. <laughs> Why did you do it? Yeah. So funny. The bad he's like, listen here, you fruity ass. I'm not a fruity ass. You are a fruity ass. <laughs> <laughs> the jerky boys. Oh Their comedy gosh. lost the time. Right. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the of our discussion. So are we doing like a top five yes. list? What are we doing? Just yeah, discussion? I mean, we could do that. Or like, you have a list. I kind of have a list in my head. I was going to make a, a proper list last night, but yeah. my, like I told you, my computer took a crap. Yeah. So if any of our loyal listeners would like to donate a computer to me, contact me at uh, 700 tapes at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm only halfway kidding. Halfway, <laughs> halfway. <laughs> anyway. No. Um, I, yeah, I thought about it a lot. Um, and I, Scream Queen is kind of a, an all-around term now, but I think... In this day and age, I think it's become more of a moniker for, like, a female heroine or femme fatale or female badass in a movie. Right. Because when you think Scream Queen, you think, well, that's the girl that got killed in every movie. Like, my right off the bat, 
when I hear Scream Queen, the, the first name that comes to mind for me is Linnea Quigley. Right. Who died in almost every movie she was in, um, except for uh, Sorority Babes and Slimeball Bolorama. Yeah. She made it out of that one. She almost survived, uh, she almost survived uh, Return of the Living Dead, didn't she? No, she became a zombie. That was my favorite role with her, though. Oh, I'm thinking of somebody else. I'm thinking of uh, Julie from Three. Yes. Um, I can't remember the actress's name, but that that is my favorite movie. Mindy Clark. Scene. Mindy Clark. Yes. yes. She also played Velasca on Xena Warrior Princess. Yeah. She also played the uh, like the female off-brand version of Chapel Priest in the Spawn movie. Oh, you're right. I forgot <laughs> about that. That's awesome. They literally have an action figure of her in that part. Oh, that's cool. on Tempe right now. Really? Yeah. I think it's like five bucks or something. Oh, my God. You could almost make a custom uh, Return of the Living Dead three figure because it's got her face. Oh, yeah. But her hair isn't long. She's not naked enough. You just use the head (laughs) on something else. Dude, I'm shocked nobody has ever done that as an action figure. I I would pay a ridiculous amount of money for that action figure. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out there right now. Like, I saw customs. There's customs of them on eBay, but uh, I don't know. A lot of them. There's a lot of Barbie customs of them, which is really yeah. weird. Like people driving the ice with the Barbie boobs and stuff. But <laughs> I, when I was still working at Alamo, um, I, I was running a series there called Terror Tuesday, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it was a lot of fun. Is that you know like I would pick stuff, and you know nine out of ten times it would sell out. Uh, then like towards the end when they were like kind of just like oh we want to do this all in house. I would suggest movies, and they would, like, bite me on it, like, and one of the movies I suggested that they, like, shot me down, like, 100% on was Return of the Living Dead 3. Oh, my gosh. Because I I was like, no, dude, this will do good, and they were just like, uh, I don't think so. I'm like, dude, I have the, uh. So maybe I'll just do it at Cult Classics. That's a, hey, oh, my gosh, yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um, I have the. I, it took me a while to find it, but I actually had the unrated version on VHS, uh-huh. which was kind of a holy grail for me for a while, and I finally got my hands on it, because there's an R-rated version and a not-rated version. Yeah, I have the not-rated version on VHS. Yeah, I have it yeah. too, and um, I also have the... I, that was the only Shout Factory Blu-ray I bought the day it came out. Oh, The Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, and I actually... Part one? Yeah, yeah. No, part three. Oh, I don't think they put that out. I think that was... Um, Oh, Vestron. Oh, it was Vestron. You're yeah. right. But I actually bought that the day it came out. Yeah. Um, and I paid the full like thirty two dollars for it or whatever because I always wait for him to for somebody to bring yeah. it back because I'm cheap. But yeah, I was actually at Zia that day buying it because I was so excited about it. Oh wow. And um, but yeah, it's it's uh, I think it's more nostalgia for me because um, when it first was released, I rented it with yeah. with my buddy. And we watched, we probably watched it three times that weekend before we took it back. We're like, this was freaking awesome. You know, the, the end when they messed up all the cholos. And yeah. Know, kind of the one guy's spine is like his neck now. And just all that crazy stuff that happened. And the, um, when the tar guy comes out of the barrel and his skin's all stuck. So like his skeleton just rips out of the rest I of know. his body. I totally, they totally amazing. forced the tar man into that movie. Yeah, and it's like no, no, we need to have the tar man in here. I'm like, really? Right. Why? And I always thought um, it was so crazy. It was like almost like a bondage thing in the beginning, where they've got the zombie like all tied up, and he's wearing like a leather speedo. Yeah, <laughs> they just reanimate him and shoot him in the head. 
I was like, there's a little like S and M stuff going on. Oh, here. a little, a little. A little. Uh, She's the, full on S and M. Oh my! Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. To this day, it's really hard. Like, <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> no, it's it's really difficult for me to understand how they pitched that movie and got it made because it's right. like full on. The whole thing is like. Like necrophilia, oh yeah, like, totally. You can't even sell like necromantic one or two on on uh, eBay because it's considered necrophilia. Seriously, Dude, yeah. Return of the Living Dead three. That's the whole fucking movie, right? Hot Dead Girl. Yeah, but it's like it's funny too because it doesn't ever feel like a Return of the Living Dead movie. It feels more like uh, you're like a sexed up version of like um of uh reanimator oh yeah you know they totally i think the only connection is the um the the trioxin yeah yeah they totally could have called it something else and just left that out and it would have been but i don't think it would have had the same appeal because it's a return of the living dead movie you're like yeah this is cool it's a continuation of the story and then they blew the whole thing out of the water years later and they did return of the living dead dance to the grave or rave to the grave rave to the grave yeah those get dumber and dumber exactly yeah and their day of the dead contagion i mean it's just stupid but like you know return of the living dead 3 it's a good movie and it it does like play off of return of the living dead the whole thing that you need to like that you need something to get off the pain of you rotting and dying Yeah. It goes back into the second one where they're like, why Why do you eat brains? Because it hurts. Yeah. And he's like, it hurts to be dead. I'm going to go sexually harass someone. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, if you don't get that joke, look it up. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway. it's just I remember. And then she has like this like little sexy jazz theme through that movie every time she oh, eats right. somebody. Yeah. And it's like. You feel like you're watching a Cinemax movie. Yeah, exactly. Movie. It's that same kind of music. Yeah. With the uh, kind of saxophone. Yes. Kind of, yeah. It's so funny. Oh, man. Really? Uh, yeah, it's it's amazing, though. I love that movie. So, yeah, there, there's a good screen queen right off the bat. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Linnea Quigley from the first movie. My thing about Linnea Quigley is the over-delivery of her lines is part of her charm. Ugh. Have you ever fantasized about, about being, being dead? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That oh character is it. so Trash. fucking weird. Trash. Trash. Well, it, Trash is getting naked again. <laughs> like, I love Return of the Living Dead. And if you if you guys haven't seen it, you should go out of your way to see it. Yes, um, it's, absolutely. It's uh, written and directed by Dan O'Bannon. Yes. Who wrote, wrote Alien. He created Alien. Right. I mean, you could say, oh, Ridley Scott or H.R. Giger. No, Dan O'Bannon create, created Return of the Living Dead and Alien. And all yeah. the, those classic characters in the line, all his. And then when he's left to his own devices, he comes up with this movie, right. <laughs> which is like the loosest possible sequel oh, to Night of, of the Living, Living Dead. Dead. And I love how they got into that whole thing where it's like um, the two dudes, um, you know, one of them is Tommy from the Friday the 13th movies yep. and the other dude um, who just died recently. He was like almost a hundred years right. old. And he's like, they work at Unita Medical Unita Supply. Unita Medical Supply. Su- such a weird movie. And it's like, oh no, you, you've seen that movie Night of the Living Dead? That all really happened. It's all true. Yeah. And then he wipes the barrel off with like a whole roll of paper towels. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, god. Yeah. it's such a weird movie and then it's like yeah they fuck around with the thing and they let out some of the gas 
which like turns starts turning them into zombies. And not just them, everything in the medical supply place. Like yeah. the split cadavers. dog is alive, the cadaver is yeah. alive. The the bone skeleton thing is like rattling around, which is hilarious. But yeah, um the whole yeah, Linnea Quigley is trash. I have a funny story about her. I met her at um a, I don't know if it was Comic Con or if it was another I don't remember what show it was, but she was there. We were we were set up there vending. Okay. It's been a few years now. Um, it might have been it might have been Comic Con, but um, I I got to meet her, which is cool because she's one yeah. of my all time favorite actresses. And I stood and talked to her for a little while. And I used to print shirts. Um, I will be again eventually, but I used to do a, a horror line that I sold at, at events. And I actually had a Night of the Living or a Return of the Living Dead shirt. And it was one of the foreign movie posters, but it had in the background it had trash sitting against a tombstone. So I gave her one of the shirts, and I think it's, this was Rapture for was actually. it Rapture? Yeah, it's so cool because you can so tell like she's delivering a line to you. Yeah, I gave her the shirt, and all of a sudden, like we had been having a normal conversation. I went and got the shirt. I brought it back, and she goes, "Oh, thank you." I've never had a shirt with me on it before. <laughs> and I was oh like, my God. and I'm not even going to lie to you. I absolutely melted. Cause it was that Linnea quickly over delivered. I'm acting line. And I was like, Oh my God. And she gave me a hug and I was like, this is really cool. So I always waited to do my really fanny stuff for like the last day of the show. Yeah. And I finally went and I was going to buy a picture and get an autograph from her. And she had already left. And I was so freaking broken hearted about it. But, um, She's been in a ton of, she's been in over a hundred movies, I think, to her yeah. credit. But um, she was in the original uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. She's the girl that gets impaled on the antlers. Right. Um, of course, we already mentioned uh, Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bolorama, which is the coolest movie title ever. Yeah. Um, which I also own on VHS. That was one of my prizes, uh, prize ownership things. Um, she was also in um, Night of the Demons. Oh, really right, right, right. With the infamous lipstick and the boob scene. And then, actually, it's a funny story. The The guy that molded her boobs for that scene, he ended up marrying her. Oh, wow. The effects guy. So, I don't know if he just was smitten because he had to put a, a full cast, body cast on her boobs for eight hours or what happened. I assume if you're casting someone's boobs you get a lot of time to get to know them <laughs> i mean that happens i know like heather langenkamp is married to a special effects guy was that her real husband in the final nightmare no the, no not no. her it's a guy playing a character oh, okay. based on a real husband oh okay yeah. i wasn't sure if that was yeah. really him because it was really her anyway so yeah well it was funny because i remember one time i think it was the days of the dead in la her booth was set up right next to mine, uh-huh. and it was a totally dead con. So literally, we hung out and talked the whole Dude. weekend. So again, moving up on the list, yeah. Heather Langenkamp would be yeah. another one. But yeah, she is the probably the nicest celebrity I've ever oh, met. Oh, she's super nice. And and the thing was, like, people kept coming up to her and giving her like you know art of Freddy, and like she was like, "What am I going to do with this?" Right? You know. But she saw me doing, like, the zombie portraits, and she asked me to do one of hers. Oh, that's cool. Because she was like, my husband does special effects, and I love, like, I'd love to see, like, your take on 
me as a zombie, as nice. a monster, because I love that desiccated stuff, and that's the kind of art I like seeing my husband uh-huh. do. You know, but yeah, I thought that was. That funny. reminds me of uh, a few years ago at Horror Sci Fi, uh, Barbara from Night of the Living Dead yeah. was there. Uh, Judith O'Day. Judith O'Day, yes. Do you remember that? Yeah. You had a print of her and you gave it to her, and she was like, oh, you didn't sign it. And she made you sign oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's and right. And then she walked away, and I was like, dude, Judith O'Day just asked you for your autograph. That's freaking awesome. I know, that's pretty funny. No, I rem- yeah, that was a while back. I think that was the same um, uh, one where um, they were showing Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh-huh. and uh, the actress that played Sally was there. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I remember, but she really liked that print. I remember she kept, oh, this looks really cool. I think she died like a year or two after wow. that. I just remember Judith O'Day. I was like, "Hey, Judith O'Day, how's it going?" And she was like, "Stop it! You're ignorant." <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's from the movie, badly delivered. <laughs> But, um, yeah, um, Heather Langenkamp, though, actually remembered me, which I thought was really, really weird. Um, I went up to her table at one of the shows, and it was from, like, five years prior, from another show we had done. Yeah. And she goes, you look really familiar. Do you do a lot of these? And I was like, yeah, because at the time I did. So I was like, yeah, I do. I've done a few of them. She goes, I remember seeing you set up. You do T-shirts, right? And I was like holy shit she's not bullshitting me she actually remembers me yeah and i was like yeah and then it was whatever the last show she had done here was and then it's like yeah i remember i liked your stuff and i was like oh my god that's really cool and then we stood there and talked for like half an hour because yeah it was really like there weren't a lot of people coming by yeah but i two things i couldn't believe how nice she was and i couldn't believe how short she was she is a tiny lady yeah like she they, they really did a good job of masking that i think in the movies but what has she, you might know this better than me, I didn't get a chance to look it up. What has she done besides Nightmare, Nightmare 3, and um, Wes Craven's new Nightmare? She's also in Shocker. All right, right. Yeah, I think she's like a reporter in that one. Okay. Which is also a Wes Craven movie. Uh, um, makes sense. I mean, like, in terms of other movies and stuff, she's yeah, in. I don't remember. She was on a TV show that was a spinoff of Growing Pains called Just the Ten of Us. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, and it was funny because it Brooke Thies was also on it, and she was in Nightmare on Elm Street Four. She was a girl who turned into a cockroach. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, super eighties. Yeah, Heather Langenkamp. There's another one. Um, she uh, yeah, it, to to be that iconic, and because a lot of these actresses have been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, when you think about um, Olenay Quigley, yeah. people like Julie Strain, who just did a shit ton of movies. Right. Um, uh, oh, man, the names are all escaping me now. But um, there's a lot of actresses, like B-movie, if you want to call them actresses, that have just a ton of movies under their belt. And you get some that are just iconic, yeah. like Heather Langenkamp. Well, like, I think from like the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, the only ones I like consider like iconic, I suppose, is just like, Heather Langenkamp, um, probably Brooke Thies, because she also has one of the most memorable mm-hmm. deaths, like the cockroach. Right. And uh, Jennifer Rubin, because, like, the uh, punk rock mohawk. Oh, yeah. And the, uh, she, like, Freddie had to come up with a specific glove to kill her, the heroin right. glove. That was cool. You know? She was really nice, too. You brought her out a couple of years ago. Yeah. Right? 
And then, uh, like, the year after, she was also set up at Mad Monster. Nice. And then we hung out with her that, like, whole weekend. That's cool. She's super nice. She's super cool. She, like, uh, I had a Freddy glove at that showing. Yeah. And she was like, do you want me to sign that? And I was like, yeah, cool. Like, she volunteered to sign it. I thought yeah. that was really neat. Because I try not to, I mean, we've done so many things like that. I try not to geek out too bad. Yeah. On people, because I'm sure they get that a lot, and I try to keep a, like, a little bit of professionalism. I wasn't going to ask her to sign anything, even though I wanted to. Yeah. And then she offered, so I was like, oh, that's really cool of you. <laughs> no, and that was super cool, too, because like, we did like a photo op for that screening, and she was totally game for it. Right, and we stood next to each other, her and yeah. I. That was really cool. We got to stand next to each other. Yeah, like, you know, we, I, I had uh, my buddy Robert dressed up as Freddy. Really good Freddy cosplay. Yeah, and then, like, uh, so, like, you could get your picture, like, with her and Freddy, or just, like, and then she did a couple with him where it was just, like, her facing out, and he was so into it. That was, like, so rad. Right. I was all about that. But, yeah, we, we got, like, a huge group picture. Yep. That was, like, literally, it's, like, nine people all up in there. It's so cool. She was super nice. And she's been in a lot. She's been in other horror movies. She's also in, like, Bad Dreams, which is a ripoff of Nightmare on Elm Street. And she was also in um, The Crush. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Alicia where she gets killed by bees. <clears throat> like Her. Nicolas Cage? No, it's a... The bees! Oh yeah. my god, the yeah. bees! That's a so, terrible dad. I couldn't help it. Yeah. She's also in this like really shitty like Showtime Roger Corman movie called The Wasp Woman. Oh, I remember. I think I have. Yeah. I have that on a DVD that's one of those sets of like 32 movies. Yeah. Right. So that's funny. Cool. Um... I think another one that we would um, have to mention would be Barbara Crampton. <laughs> oh, yeah. Barbara Crampton is awesome. Um, I just watched, because uh, I'm working my way through the Joe Bob Briggs drive-in specials. Yeah. And one of the one of them was Castle Freak. Um, if you haven't seen Castle Freak, you need to watch it immediately. Cause it's, right. It's a classic. Um, it reunites her with um, Reanimator. Um, Boyfriend. My God, why can't I think of his name? My brain is not working today. Oh, no, it's Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey yeah, Combs. Not the people, boyfriend. People but, out there are yeah. like, what the hell is wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know. But um, she was also in Chopping Mall. Um, I showed was, that for Terror Tuesday. That nice. Was, I might show that again for Cult Classics. The best too. part that of that movie is fun. every time the, the robots or whatever kill somebody, they're like, have a nice day. Right. <laughs> that movie's super fun. There is it one. Is. There's, I think last year, um, there was like some movie I hosted at Alamo. I don't remember what it was now that she was in uh-huh. and she like Skyped in and I interviewed her. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. But it, she was like super nice. And like, I kept like throwing, you know, throwing out questions and she was like really invested on it. And that's when we were talking about how she was going to, she's like producing movies and she like produced the last puppet master movie nice like uh puppet master the littlest reich has like nazi puppets that's hilarious yeah she was super cool yeah she was also in from beyond that's right an amazing movie uh but yeah she seems really really nice every time i see her in an interview she's really i like that she's really proud of her body of work yeah and all the stuff that she's done because a lot of people kind of get to sometimes they get kind of well, yeah, I did some horror movies, but I don't really talk. Like, it's kind of below them almost. Yeah. 
but she really kind of owns it and she loves her fans and she loves what she does and i think that's really cool you know, yeah and she's you know for she's kind of having this career renaissance too because a lot of people who liked her in movies are cat singer and things i remember a few years ago she was in this one i really liked called you're next oh that's a great movie yeah like and if you haven't seen it if you saw ready or not they're very similar so if you liked ready or oh, not man. you should like watch your next because i think you would like it yes it's a it's not what you think is going to happen isn't going to happen yeah that that was the best thing about that movie yeah it was really cool now um Right, well, what are some of yours? Because I've been kind of oh well, I was I was kind of like throwing like mine in there. Right. So like I didn't make a list per se. So like me, really me like I would either. say like you know like I would agree with like you know uh, Heather Langenkamp and Jennifer Rubin and like Barbara Crampton. I think those are all they're all pretty awesome. Um, I mean I met Julie Strain before too. She's super nice, but her movies like. It's weird. I feel like a lot of her movies have kind of like become forgotten, right? You know, because they were so like '90s, like Skinamax. They showed one uh, a year or two ago called Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Yes, that yeah. was um, Adam. What's the director? Uh, crap. All of those movies. They were all, all the... Skinamax. Yes, movies. yes. But like, um, I think she was married to him. Uh no no she wasn't but like um she she's like on the intro to all these movies because right. she's like if you haven't seen Julie Strange she's like this six foot tall yeah. like Amazon chick with like long brown Dark, hair curly hair yeah and then she was like married to Kevin Eastman um okay. the guy who co-created the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh-huh. so she's in like all these heavy metal spinoff movies called like Fuck Two. She was actually on the. She was the animated chick on the cover of Heavy Metal Two. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the character. It's yeah. called Fuck Two. Right, right. Yeah, but like you know, she, she was in all these like really bad Ralph Kineski movies, like uh, you know, like uh, like what Savage Beach and Return to Savage Beach. Yes, where like it's like this full on like Andy uh, Sidaris. That's the that's name it, Andy Sidaris, not Ralph Ralph Kineski. So, um, but yeah, what should we call? It? Yeah. Uh, the whole thing with that like you know it, it was like oh i live in hawaii and like the dude andy stars used to work for abc sports so he had like all these connections so you'd have all these ex-sports guys in there right and like uh the savage beach movies was like oh, i'm gonna do like a thunder in paradise kind of yep. shit instead of hulk hogan they have buff bagwell and it's yes. like a spy team it's so cheesy but um yeah i haven't i actually have an andy stars box set nice at home it's, it's got all those movies on it it's really cool but yeah a lot of the same actors are in all of his movies um but yeah there was a couple like a month ago like there was an internet rumor that julie strain had died yeah but it turned out out, it turned out she didn't she just has um she had early onset dementia yeah it's really sad well because a lot of people don't know like apparently she had been in this like bad accident when she she was like in her early 20s and she she, had a brain injury yeah like a you know traumatic brain injury she had like full-on like retrograde amnesia like this is for if you don't know what that is it's like the shit you see in soap opera somebody hits their head and they forget about who they are completely they always do that and she never recovered her memory yeah they always do that dramatic where am i yeah who am i who are you yeah so she just like started her life all over again yeah that's crazy but the sad thing about that is, is you know, when you, you never really get over a traumatic brain injury, just manifests later in life, right. you know. But yeah, I remember uh, 
I did a post on that too. That was like, we're all glad that Julie Strain is still with us. <laughs> <laughs> I know I almost posted about it, but I had to like double check. I'm like, who would know? So I like checked like Olivia's page and all these, right. you know, like, uh, you know, yeah, because she was, uh, she was uh, a lot of fantasy art is based on her also. Yeah, like um, Julie Bell stuff and uh, Boris Vallejo, Boris Vallejo, her husband. Yeah, they stuff they like paint that. Exactly the same. Exactly, <laughs> but a lot of that was like Julie. A lot of those models were they used Julie Strain. Yeah, for that kind of stuff because she just had that build, like that warrior kind. Yeah. Of, because the VHS that I have with her on it is uh, Battle Queen 2020. That's it, which is a ripoff of fucking heavy metal. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Just kind of live action. Yeah. No, the other, here's one I've always, I like, people love her and I kind of don't get it. Maybe you have an opinion on this. Danielle Harris. Oh, here's the thing about Danielle Harris. Yeah. It's, people that get really excited about her creep me out a little bit. Because she was the little girl from Halloween. Yeah. And it's like, dude, uh, I mean, she was actually in the Halloween remake, too. Yeah. And she got, she finally got murdered. Yeah. But, uh, Which she was but, actually good in Halloween, yes, too. The second one. <laughs> yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I actually did. I loved her as a little girl in the in Halloween 4 and Halloween 5. And um, that, I always describe Dr. Loomis as... If you watch all the Halloween movies in sequence, he progressively gets crazier and more out of control oh, yeah, for as sure. the movies go on. So at the end of Halloween four, where she comes out with the mat with the clown mask on, he freaks the fuck out. He's trying to kill her, and they won't let him. He's going no, no. And the other great part about it is he's coming right off of Halloween two. Yeah, where at the end he blew up with Michael Myers. But he's only got like a little tiny burn like on the side of his right. face from all of that oxygen and ether in the basement of the hospital blowing up. But um, Daniel Harris um, was the little girl in those movies. Well, as she got older, um, I never really found her that attractive. But I guess a lot of people found her incredibly hot. And they, Which she is weird because I feel she has the exact same face. Exactly. That is exactly it. That's why I'm like, it, it weirds me out a little bit. But um. She also, because I, I follow her on Twitter, and she actually, it's cool because she's a huge horror movie fan. Yeah. But she also knows that she has this following of people that think she's incredibly hot. So sometimes some of the content, I'm like, I'm really uncomfortable right now. <laughs> I remember I stood up at a Halloween convention, and she had a table like on the opposite side, and the line to get her a picture with her like wrapped around that whole side of the right. building. And it was all like dudes, yeah, like yeah. older, weird <laughs> oh my dudes. Gosh. And like, I saw some people take a picture with her, and like, all right, here's my thing about con pictures, right? Because uh -huh. sometimes these actresses wear midriffs, right? You know, just you could stand next to her, or whatever. What creeps me out is when you when see put the hand, yeah, yep. like, oh, yep. grab that flesh, yes. And like those full long guys, oh like my God. I touched her midriff. Yes, oh, I touched her flesh. Oh my God, it's so creepy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's got to be it's got to be rough. Like we talked about um, off the air the last time we did this, we talked about um, my bloody Valentine, uh -huh. the remake, which you had not seen. Yeah, and I don't remember the actress's name, and I apologize for that. But she also played Suki Stackhouse's cousin. 
in uh, True, True Blood. Blood. But there's a full two-minute scene in that, the remake of My Bloody Valentine, where she's just fully naked, out in the open, running through a parking lot for yeah. like a full two minutes, like fully nude. And I met her at Comic-Con and talked to her for a minute. And I, I actually asked her, I said, um, I really enjoyed, you know, True Blood, da, 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 you know, everything you do. I said, have you been getting creeped on a lot today because, uh, you know, that scene of My Bloody Valentine? She kind of sighed really heavy. She's like, yeah, a little bit. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's horrible. It's got to be awful to, to, because I'm sure, and I'm going to be generous here and say 90% of horror fans are probably just absolutely normal, nice yeah, people. Yeah, I would probably go even higher than that. But really? yeah, yeah, totally. But um, and then you have the the guys that the only time they come out of their basement oh, is God. to go to Comic-Con. <laughs> Dude, I, I remember... You got any naked pictures you can sign for me from that one movie? <laughs> I remember uh, one time I was at a screening. It was like a, a Russ Myers like thing. Oh, boy. And this was like in Chandler, I want to say like 2006. Oh, it was, um, what's was her name? Kit Natividad, Kit, yes. who is like, uh, you oh, know, crap. you know, one of the girls who's in a lot of Russ Myers movies, like Russ Myers did the, uh, you and know, Master a, Pussycat. And Kill there's Kill. a couple of reasons she's in a lot of his movies. Yeah, you know, would... yeah, so okay. she's very well endowed. And yeah. I remember um, there was a pretty big crowd at the screening uh-huh. that she was a guest of. They were showing Super Vixen. And uh, I don't think you'd get a crowd this big for 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 that kind of movie now, right? But um, I remember they were doing a Q and A, and this guy, uh, I I don't want to be mean, you know, but this was an older guy. I I, I would say at least sixties. He must have weighed at least four hundred pounds. His shirt like came up to his belly button. He looked like the clown from Spawn. Oh my god. And, um, dude was dirty. Like, I remember in line, he smelled. And, um, he's, st- he, like, people are asking questions about, oh, how was it to work with Russ Meyer? Or how was it, like, making right. movies back then? And he, like, full-on asked, like, could you tell us about your relationship with John Holmes? Oh, my God. You know, who was a famous porn star in the 70s. Yes. And then she started, he started asking questions about his murder because he was murdered what? in the Wonderland oh. murders. Which they made a movie Val Kilmer played yeah, in, yeah, yeah, and like, it, and uh, if she would talk about her experience doing pornography, oh that got shut down fucking wow. quick. Like this dude was a fucking weirdo, That's and she insane. was really unnerved by it. Like you could tell, like she was like, "I don't want to talk about that," and he's like, "Well." Um, I feel like this is important. Like, see, oh my god, I'm shocked it went on as long as it did. But it was really awkward. Wow. Yeah. I'm uncomfortable right now. And I Dude, wasn't I remember there. it to this day. And that was like Whoa. fucking almost like 15 years ago. Wow. Yeah. So weird. I remember I saw that guy again because I used to help run these um, sketch sessions called Dr. Sketchies. Uh-huh. And the dude showed up because it was cool with this girl. And she was like dressed up as a zombie geisha girl. But there was like a nude modeling right. component and i had me and the other guy who uh were helping uh put on the thing had to throw him out because he was touching himself oh my god he had like a little pad he was pretending to draw oh my but he was like fucking fondling his his junk wow you know 
Like he wasn't full on masturbating, but he was starting yeah. to wow. yeah, peek out, you know? Gross. Disgusting. Well there's um same guy. There what? Same guy. It was the same guy? It's the same guy. No way. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That's the only reason I'm telling you. This is the same guy. Holy crap. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. It's gotta be rough. Like so if you've gone to a lot of the horror cons, you can absolutely get like some of the actresses have nudes that they will sign for you, which is weird. But yeah, yeah but I've never bought one or even taken one if offered because I'll tell that story in a minute. But um, I always think like, where am I going to hang it? Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I have a poster that a friend of mine got for me of Christina Lindbergh. And oh, it's, from uh, they call her one eye. Yeah, and it's signed. Shutter, that's cool picture. It is. It's an <laughs> awesome movie. Yeah, but it's signed specifically to me, to Jasperino. Yeah, and you know, love Christina Lindbergh, <clears throat> but she's naked on the poster. I've I mean, never. Is it a big poster? It's an eleven by seventeen poster. Oh, okay. But I've never been able to hang it up because she's yeah. actually she's laying on a bed naked, and I appreciate the poster. But I'm like, I can't really. I got kids, you know, and, I, it, and plus it feels kind of creepy. Yeah. To to oh here's my you know there was another another thing like that where um I knew and if you're out there and you happen to hear this hello we am talking about Karen Zambora was a an she's an actress she's done a couple of independent films and she um, was going to do some modeling for me for my clothing line years and years ago this was okay. a long time ago. But uh, we had corresponded and stuff, and as a thank you, she sent me a DVD and a signed picture. But in the signed picture, she's dressed as a nun, and all she's wearing is the hat in. Oh, wow. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, man. Sorry about that. This mic's acting up. Uh, I'm like, oh, I'll man. I'll have to switch is, it out for the next show. This is cool. I appreciate it, but what am I going to do with it? Like, you know, like, uh. So it's funny, I, I recently, um, not to get too personal, but I recently got divorced last year. Yeah. And a lot of my stuff went to some of my kids. Um, oh, did this make a re- reappearance? Well, yeah. Um, my One of my daughters called me because a lot of my stuff that I lost got redistributed to my kids. Oh, okay. So some of it came back to me because some of my older kids were like, well, we thought you might want this. Mom gave it to us. So... My daughter calls me. She's like, I have a box of stuff over here for, for you. It's got, there's a couple of DVDs in here and some books. And she goes, and there's an 8x10 of a nude woman dressed as a nun. And I was like, oh, my God, it's my Karen's on board picture. I'm That's like, hilarious. Just put that back in the envelope. I'll keep it. But, yeah, just put it back in the envelope. <laughs> <laughs> but there was, another, um, there was another actress. You probably know this from Chainsaw Sally. Um she had a web series called Chainsaw Sally. Oh, okay, okay. I met her at Rapture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was really cool. We hung out for a little bit and talked and stuff. Because at the smaller cons, you can do that. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the con, she was like, do you want an autographed picture? I'm like, oh, yeah, that would be cool. And she's like, just pick one. Well, there was a bunch of nudes on the table, too. And I'm like, I'm really not going to be the creepy guy. And be like, can you sign this one? You know? Yeah, so yeah. I took one where, because she had, there's one she's kind of dressed like a schoolgirl. And she's got the chainsaw. And she's all yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. the one I picked. It's cool. And I can hang that one up, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm, I'm not against nudity, and I'm not against that. But I just don't know, like, myself personally. I always feel weird, like, I don't want to ruin for, like, nude pictures yeah specifically like that's what i went looking for because it wasn't no i I, i'm just funny about like getting signed pictures anyway like uh i mean i I like getting like 
close to your sign, but like the only time I get pictures are like if I do a photo op, right? You know, because to me that's like more fun. But yeah, well, I've got the uh, my favorite one I think is I've got the uh, the Day of the Dead cover. Uh huh. Um, the original one from the VHS. Yeah. Well, yeah. Howard Sherman signed it. The guy that played Bob. Oh, that's cool. So that kind of stuff is really really cool. Um, that's actually hanging. That's hanging in my house right now. But um. I guess we kind of got off screen things a little bit. Oh, no, it's it, still re- it, it's still related. Yeah, bring yeah. it back around. I guess um, we were talking about uh, Halloween. And yeah, talking yeah. About Daniel Harris. Daniel Harris. I think we would be remiss to talk about Halloween and not talk about PJ Souls. Right. Ah, you guys thought I was going to say Jamie Lee Curtis, <laughs> which I will get to. But, um, I think PJ Souls is like the definitive kind of screen queen because she's just known. Can I just say this? Totally. Totally. <laughs> she's just totally known totally. for getting killed in that movie. Oh and my every, gosh. I mean, uh, she's also cool in Rock and Roll High School, but like right. 100%, her whole career is based on dying in Halloween. Yes. But she was also in but, Carrie. She was yeah, in oh, that, so. that's true. But like. I will say, PJ Souls is, like, super nice in real life. Yeah. Like, uh, I remember me and my girlfriend first started dating, like, seven years ago. Wow, long time. Wow. Um, probably, yeah, about seven. Um, whatchamacallit, we went to uh, Mad Monster, and we just started talking to PJ Souls for some reason. And uh, I think I was getting uh, my Carrie poster signed or something. Because, nice. uh, I, yeah, I was getting my Carrie print signed, and then, like, uh, you know... We talked to her for a while. And we're leaving. She's like, "Oh no, you can't leave without a picture." Oh, and then she took. Cool. It, she's like, "Oh, let me." And I'm like, "Oh, I don't have any more." No, no, I'll just take a picture with you because you're awesome. cool. Like, oh, okay. I still have a picture of the three of us, and for, you know, I, I have a bunch of like photos of me with people I've met up, and I don't have that one up. I should probably get it printed and put it up. Heck yeah, yeah. But she's super nice. She, I've heard, I didn't meet her at that show, but I heard everybody I talked to said she was really, really nice. Yeah, that's cool. Um, it wasn't, you know what's weird is that I didn't realize so much later that she was in The Devil's Rejects. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. The, the whole, that whole night the little, like, with Sid Hague, it's like, what's this about clown business? Right. Did I fucking stutter, yeah, bitch? bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sid Hague was like that when I, the two or three times I met him. Yeah. Like, you could literally sit there and talk to him. I feel bad that I never got to know him. I was really? at so, oh, he was so cool. I was at like so many cons he was at and I always like felt like you know, like I was bothering him. Right. Like, but because he always seemed bored or I thought yeah. he was sick. Right. But like, you know, I I saw people talk to him and then he would get animated. And it's yeah, like after it. a couple of years I felt bad. Like I felt like shit. I feel like I like, cause he, I feel like he recognized me by yep. face, but I never like went out of my way to talk to him. So I felt yeah. bad about it. I had two or three conversations with him over the years. Yeah. Know? And the second time I saw him, he remembered me. Yeah. Which was really cool. He's like, how you been? And like, literally like asking me like, how's it going? How you been? Yeah. What have you been doing? And you know, it was really cool. Um, because the first time I met him, I felt bad cause he looked kind of, he always looked kind of sad. Yeah, then, he always looked kind of sad and like you know he was always a big guy until the last couple of years I he saw got really him. frail. Yeah, and but he always moved like he was frail. Like I yeah. always thought he was like sick, like he had some kind of back problems or something. Yeah, but um, he was talking to somebody else when I came into the team yeah. for the first time, and he was saying, "Yeah, everybody only knows me as Captain Spaulding," and I went, "That's bullshit. No, that's not true." And he's like, "What?" I said, "Yeah, man." 
I've been a fan of yours since Galaxy of Terror. And he lit up like, what? How do you know what Galaxy of Terror is? And we had this whole... We had a whole conversation about how crazy Aaron Moran is. Yeah. He was saying, like, she's really, really nice to him in person. Like, he really liked working with her even before she kind of went off the deep end. But yeah. That, yeah, that we – I probably talked to him for, like, 15 minutes. Like, people would come in. He asked me to come around and sit with him. Like, I came around and sat down. And we were talking. And people would come up and he'd sign something. And we'd keep talking. It was really cool. That's really cool. And then um, – so the second time I saw him, he remembered me. Like I thought was crazy. I always think it's crazy when they remember me because you yeah. kind of see so many people going around the country. Yeah. But he, yeah, he was like, "How you been?" You know, and I'm like, "Oh, pretty good." He goes, "Are you still doing the t-shirts?" I'm like, "Holy crap!" Like people yeah. remember me as a t-shirt guy. Like he really knew who I was. Like at the learning camp, I was like, "That's crazy." But yeah, he was really cool. And then I met him and Bill Mosley at the same show once. Yeah. And uh, Bill Mosley was like PJ Soul, where I got a, an autograph, and he's like. You want to take a couple of pictures? I'm like, oh, heck yeah, I want to take a couple of pictures, you know? Yeah. But I have a I have a picture, I have an 8 by 10 that has Sid Haig, Bill Mosley, Rob Zombie, and Sherry Moon on it. And Sid Haig and Bill Mosley have signed it. Oh, nice. So now I just got to track down Rob Zombie and Sherry Moon and get those signatures. I met Rob Zombie once at uh, Amoeba. Amoeba, you ran into and, him. And yes. I remember me and Ruby were just like, so short. He's so little, right? He's like, if he's five feet tall, I'd be amazed. Right. And I was like, "Are you sure that's him?" Like, "Yeah, I'm sure it's him." And I just went up and talked to him. I didn't ask him for a picture or anything. Yeah. And he was really nice about it. But I, I made a point, like, I, I won't ask him for a picture or anything. I just want to say, I really, "You didn't make a big deal, draw a lot of attention." Yeah, yeah. I just went up to that. Hey, just want to say, like, I'm a big fan. Of listening to you since I was Heck a kid, yeah. and I lo- like really enjoy your movies, especially. And he was like, "Oh, like, no worry. I won't ask for a picture or anything. I just want to let you know." Like, he's like, and he was like. Oh, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. And whoever bought the house that I lost in Chandler is really pissed because our den, we were making a collage out of the walls. Uh-huh. And I had the Rob Zombie Rolling Stone cover poster, and that was the first thing I shellacked to that wall. <laughs> we had all kinds of magazine and comic book clippings on the walls in there because we were just going to shellack the whole thing and make yeah, a whole yeah. room out of it. And then we ended up losing the house. Whoever bought that probably had to like scrape those walls, and they were always so pissed they had to take that big Rob Zombie picture off of it. Ah. But um, yeah, it, when you talk about Scream Queens, it would be almost hard to name one that hasn't been in a Rob Zombie movie. Well, I mean, look at his wife. His wife right. is like the modern Scream Queen. Yes. Absolutely. Have you seen Three from Hell yet? Yes, I love that. I movie. barely just got around to watching it the other day. I got a killer deal on Voodoo. Uh huh. Um, because I own House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects yeah. on DVD, but I hadn't bought three from hell yet. Yeah. And I wanted to watch it, and I went on Voodoo, and they were having a sale. I got all three movies for 20 bucks. Oh. Unbelievable. I that's like, actually a really good deal. Shut up and take my money. Yeah, I really like Three from Hell. I really enjoyed it. I didn't think I was going to because I, I hated 31. Like, oh, did you really? Dude, I hate 31. I love it's 31. such a shitty movie. Like, and it's like, I like how some of the characters, like, I like the way Sherry Moon looks in that movie, but, uh-huh. dude, it's such a ripoff of, like, so many other movies, and it's boring. Well, every Rob Zombie movie is. It, but it just, like, it doesn't have any love to it, we, I we feel like. We prefer to call it homage. <laughs> like, I like the idea of, like, I liked Richard Brake's character, yeah. and the way it starts, I'm like, oh, and then it, to me, it just kind of went downhill right. from there, like, the whole, like, um, I'm trying to remember, it's the one where it's like, uh, they have to keep going, they only have X amount of time, like, it's like Running Man. 
Yeah. Yeah, and then it's like the thing is a lot of like the other I forget what they call the heads or something. Uh-huh. Like exploder I forget they have stupid names like right. that. Like the midget's cool yeah. and Richard Brake is cool, but then um the bad guy from Die Hard and Dottie, like right, it's so fucking was, yeah. stupid. But it's Rob I, I love Rob Zombie. But I will also say you can't go into a Rob Zombie movie with a lot of expectations. Like I, I went in with my expectations on the sewer, but I'm weird because like I really like Lords of Salem. Yes, I hate too. 31. I really like Three from Hell. I like Devil's Rejects. I hate House of the Thousand oh, Corpses. Okay. You know, I, I like it's to me. It's just like I really was. I remember when House of the Thousand Corpses came out. I was so excited to see him. Like this movie's so fucking terrible, dude. I went to the, uh, we went to the uh, midnight showing the night before it opened. Yeah. When it came out. Like, we went at midnight and watched it because I was so hyped about it. By the time the theater was packed, by the time the movie was over, easily three quarters of the people had left. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap, people kept getting up and leaving. And I was like, yeah, people really don't get this. Like, it's, it takes. It's just, it, it, sometimes know. it just varies. I don't like, I don't like Rob Zombie's Halloween. Uh-huh. But I like Rob Zombie's Halloween too. See, I'm the opposite. Yeah. I like Halloween. I wasn't crazy. I didn't like Halloween too because of his treatment of Doctor Loomis. It really bothered me. See, that's what I liked. I really? th- I felt that like Halloween too seemed like because like the first. Here's my thing about Halloween. I feel like the first half is like this Rob Zombie movie, and then it turns into a John Carpenter ripoff. Right. And it never marries. It's yeah. like this is Rob Zombie. Stop. This is where I start copying right. John Carpenter. The, the good thing about Halloween 2, the Rob Zombie Halloween 2... Is its own fucking thing. He's just like, yeah. fuck it. I'm just yes. going to do my own thing. Well, the other thing was the, the kills in that movie were so over-the-top brutal yeah. that the horror nerd in me was like, this is amazing! Yeah. And like, when he's out in the field just whacking that guy away, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, holy crap! Daniel Harris, that character, has such a terrible death yes, in that movie. Yes, but it was amazing. God, and like I liked all the weird vision shit, like you know Michael Myers seeing his like mom his mom with the, the white horse. horse. I'm just like, yep. this is like some crazy '70s I horror. It. Porn. I absolutely, it totally it. feels like some you're watching this weird Italian horror movie yep. that like who the like some weird Baba, which was pretty much movie. which was pretty much the whole Lord of Salem yeah. experience was a, a throwback to Italian horror. From yeah, the 70s. I, I really that's like probably I would say it's probably my favorite like. Rob Zombie yeah, I movie, love that movie so but much. I really like Three from Hell, and especially the one of the reasons I think it's really cool is because it has no reason to be as good as it is. Yes, because like fuck, like uh, Sid Haig is in that movie for twenty seconds. Exactly. Like well, yeah, cause he was I sick. mean, like his one little scene is cool. Yes, you know, and like, but like you know, must have been bad because he even dies off camera. Yeah, you know, right. But like you know, I think Richard Brake. Like you know, they did the best job with him. Kind of, you could tell he's playing this like Captain Spaulding, right? Like it's like I'm just gonna give you all the same dialogue. And it was the total like, uh, it was the total like uh, trope of oh, all of a sudden Otis has a brother, right? Because <laughs> we need to add a new character, which is hilarious. Because like they could have just used um, Ken Bore. Yes, you know. Well, yeah, but yeah. I feel like uh, there's. If you're thinking as a as a sequel to Devil's Rejects, I think there would have been bad blood there, kind of. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, kind of get them dirty a little bit in that movie, but I don't know. 
I don't know, but I, I liked that movie a lot. I mean, like the thing with like um dude from uh, <laughs> dude from Sons of Anarchy is the son of Danny Trejo's character for Devil's oh, Rejects. Oh yeah, that's right. You know the um the Mayans dude. Yeah, and I liked how it's like I remember you. I don't remember you. It's like I was right, like oh. Yeah. Yep. And that death scene was brutal, where they set him on fire and he yeah. was just screaming. I was like, "Oh crap!" They went there. Wow. Yeah. He's not cool and collected anymore because he's burning to death. Yeah. yeah. No, but that was a cool movie. But I, I love like Sherry Moon with the headdress and the bow and arrow. Yeah. I that was just. It was like she was a little kid from the fifties. You know yeah. what I mean? They did it really, really well. well. No, and then it's like, I, I just liked how the end, like, because it's the total stereotypical Rob Zombie movie. I'm like, at the end, it's like, oh my god, all these luchadors have right. is El Super oh Misto going to come out? It, I. Honestly, expected that not to be fine with the white suit and everything. I yeah, really thought that was going to happen. You know, but it's just like I don't know. I mean, because it's weird because I don't like Rob Zombie shit blindly, but I feel like if you're going to get into Rob Zombie movies, there's definitely like a fucking aesthetic. Yeah, there's going to be giant like like throwback fifty shit. There's right. going to be luchadors. There's going to be super violent. There's going to be seventies. Like Dee Wallace is going to be in it yeah. somewhere. <laughs> lesbian prison guard right yeah that yeah. was great and the whole uh um i, I just like the whole ambiance of it but here's the thing about sherry moon a lot of people give her crap well she's only in the movies because she's his wife or whatever but i don't think that's giving her enough credit yeah because i mean she's obviously married to rob zombie for a reason like it wasn't like she was money grabbing or yeah like, she she really enjoys this shit as much as he does yeah so if you remember a couple of years ago here, he had his Halloween, he had the uh, the haunted house, the haunted house yeah. set up. Well, I went on opening night specifically because him and Power Man, Power Man 5000. I remember that. We went and I was right up by the stage. Like I was maybe 20 feet away from him. It was really cool because I've seen Rob Zombie live like seven times. Yeah. So it was really cool to be that close because I never got to be that close. So I could see him. Halfway through the set, he's in the middle of a song talking, like in between songs, he's talking about, uh, how y'all do? You know, he talks like, get yeah. down tonight. And um, Sherry Moon just comes wandering onto the stage, and the whole place exploded. Yeah. Like the place went nuts. He's like, oh, look who's here. And she just, she didn't say anything. She walked out on stage, she waved at everybody, and everybody started cheering, and she walked off. Yeah. It was amazing. I'm like, oh man, she got some love, you know. So, I think uh, what she brings to his movies is it's different, but it's almost like the one thing that all of his movies have in common. It's like the thread that runs through all of his movies is her, yeah, you know. And I think that's really cool. I have like two good Rob Zombie stories. All right. One is, you, I've seen Rob Zombie live a, a bunch of times, yeah. too. One time, uh, me, my brother, and my friend Joy, who lives in Wisconsin, um, we were in L.A., and we were going to go to the Jimmy Kimmel show mm-hmm. because Rob Zombie was performing. Nice. So they were having a concert series. So basically, they set up this giant stage on the Jimmy Kimmel back lot, which is behind the El Capitan Theater on Hollywood Boulevard. Uh-huh. 
So it's like huge. And like we went there and I was expecting like a generic stage, right? We get there. It's this full on tour setup. Nice. It had like the giant robots with the, awesome. with the head. It had like the, the zombie castle and everything. And uh, we get there and we're like, you know, I forget what album he was. I think he did a uh, edge edges theme song the red red crew never gonna stop that was the sinister urge yeah that's it i'm pretty sure yeah it must have been did that come out in like the late 2000s yeah uh, yeah early early mid to late yeah like 2001 2002 oh okay maybe it was after that then because uh um Uh, or it could have been then i don't remember sometime in the 2000s and um so he comes out you know and then like the guy's telling him oh he's gonna do one song you know, so just get your energy up. He'll do one song for you, and then he'll do one song for the show. Right. So just get your energy up. And I forget what he did. And then, like, you know, he does the one song for the show. And Jimmy Kimmel comes out. Rob Zombie, get his new album. Blah, 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 blah. And then, uh, you know, they turn the cameras off. And then Rob Zombie goes, well, we got the whole stage set up. Seems kind of a waste to not use it so we're gonna keep on playing for you oh that's awesome and he did a whole fucking concert oh that's like he did like seven more songs and it was all free nice like with the whole you know sherry was there they were doing the go-go dance with everything i'm like holy fuck because it was like free to get in wow i was like dude this is so fucking cool the uh, oh yeah this must have been that because this was at this before i moved here so my second story is this: When I moved here in 2005, um, there used to be a uh, radio station in LA. It was called Indie 103.1. It mm. doesn't exist anymore. Um, but what it was is you could listen to it on the internet too, right? Mm. And Rob Zombie had a show on there, like like uh, like uh, the one dude from the Sex Pistols had a show. I think mm. that's still on. And uh, he had a show where he would play like shit from the 70s random stuff you like and he was he was the host and sherry was the co-host right Mm -hmm. and uh, i would listen to it every day and uh what i didn't realize then is the feed on the computer stream was faster than the radio stream oh so like you would get it like two minutes faster if you listen to it on the computer so what happened was I would call in on that show on that station all the time and win tickets because the call in thing oh, was faster crap. and you would get in sooner. Oh my gosh. So there was one time they were giving away tickets to go see him in Long Beach uh-huh. in California, but I was living here. So right. what happened was I'm like, Well, I'll just call in. If I win them, I'll give them to a friend of mine yeah. or something. So like I call in, I get in, I win. The person who picked up the phone who was screening the calls was Sherry. Oh, that's cool. So, like, I'm talking to her, and she's like, oh, who is this? <laughs> uh, like, oh, you won, I mean. I'm like, oh, awesome. And then we're talking. I was like, is this Sherry? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're talking. I was like, oh, you guys are so awesome. You've seen me so many times. Oh, that is so cool. And then that's awesome. something came up, and we started talking about, like, uh, it was, like, around Halloween. And uh-huh. it's like, oh, you guys do any Halloween shows? And, like. Yeah, I love pumpkins or something came up. And we were talking, and my phone got disconnected. Oh. And literally, this thing was still going on. I called it, and I managed to get back through, like, right oh, away. Crap. And, like, I'm like, hey, you were just talking to me. I just won tickets. Like, how do I know it was you? Oh, that's hilarious. And I'm like, let's tell her. We were just talking about pumpkins. That's funny. And I know that you're sharing. All right, it was you. That's awesome. So I didn't get up 
being able to go say like look i'm actually in arizona right now um my friend lives in can i just give you her name and she can get them like oh i guess so then my friend because i happened to be listening to them on the computer and sherry was really nice i think i talked to rob for a second and i was like sherry says you're nice so i'll let you get these tickets so we must have had a lot of fun doing that show she was like, yeah, I like to get fucked up. And you're like, yeah, I, I like, like to get, get fucked up, too. Yeah, I bet oh. you do. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So that's, those are my Rob Zombie stories. I got really mad because that, that, at that event where he did the haunted house and the concert, I went to yeah. the concert, but I was working at a place that was bending there. You told me the story. But I didn't yeah. get to go help set up. Yeah, yeah. I was the graphic guy and they needed me at the office. So they went to set up, and they set up right across from the stage. Zombie comes out, sees the T-shirt vendor there, and goes, "I need them move. They're too close. They were too close to his merch booth. Yeah, he didn't yeah. want any of the T-shirt vendors around there. So they made my guys unpack all their shit, repack all their shit, and move. Well, my boss was super pissed about it, and then so the people coordinating were like, "Oh, you know, we're real sorry. We had an inconvenience. Da da da." Do you want some free backstage passes to go back and be Rob Zombie? And my boss was like, fuck Rob Zombie. No, I don't want to meet him. And I, when he got back <sighs> to the office and told me that, I lost my shit. I was like, you didn't think anybody else would want that? <laughs> oh, my, <laughs> oh my God. God. I was so pissed. I was like, dude, you know, you realize what Rob Zombie is to me, right? <laughs> it's like, that would be like me. Anyway. But yeah, so yeah, Sherry Moon's really cool. Yeah, I have a, I have the really cool uh, assless pants Sherry Moon uh, figure from House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh right, I remember seeing that. I actually have that whole set. I've oh, got, that's cool. Yeah, I've got uh, Sid Haig and the the Otis and the Captain Spaulding also. Which really yeah, cool. I just have I have just have the regular the from the end of the Devil. Yeah, I, I always thought that was cool that we both have a set, but they're from different movies. Yeah. But that that Sid Hague is really awesome. <laughs> yeah, they did a good job on those NECA. And then, like, uh, one of these days, I'll find a tiny. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. You could almost build one of those, I would think, out of something. Uh, I'm sure I'll I find I bet them. if you bought, like, a, a Scarecrow figure or something, you could make something. They, they made, NECA made one. It's just hard to find. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's, that's one of the there. things I liked about Three from Hell is that they actually had a shout out to that character in yes, there. Yeah, it's like, did. oh, you remind me of my brother Tiny, Tiny yeah. except he was tall. Like, see, that feels like organic. Yes, you know? absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I I still believe that they shouldn't have made that sequel. But like I said, it's it's good. It's just, like, right. I, I choose to believe they died at the end of The Devil's Rejects yeah. and this movie is apocryphal. They're just, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, there you go. Wow. Yeah, it was a little far-fetched, a little bit of a stretch. But it kind of goes along with his theme because how many old movies did that kind of shit where you're like, eh, I don't believe that at all, but okay. Yeah, you right. Know? And I guess it's all fantasy, so that's kind of how yeah. I took it. And honestly, he almost could have renamed the characters and called it something. Yeah. But I, I appreciated it for what it was because it kind of, it was a trilogy and it ran really long. But, you know, yeah. Uh, like all great trilogies, I guess. There's always one that you don't appreciate as much as the other ones. So, uh, except for uh, 
except for El Mariachi Desperado and Once Upon a, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, all three of those mean nothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's always weird to me how like Once Upon a Time in Mexico is basically like a Johnny Depp movie. Right. It's so weird. Mm. It's really I don't know. Though. But yeah, that was pretty much the. I think we we encapsulate all our screams in the chat. Uh, we left out uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, but. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Obvious I, one. Yeah, I think so. I feel like I almost think of her as like a Sarah Connor character now. Like, yeah, that's actually yeah. a good description, actually. Yeah. Although, okay, so you and I, because I dropped off the face of the planet for about a year, and you and I didn't have much contact. I don't think we ever talked about the 2018 Halloween movie. What did you think of it? I liked it. I liked it too. Yeah. Um, I really. Liked I didn't like the beginning. With the podcasters, yeah, that was that was. I think that was. I hated it because it's going to date the movie because yeah. I don't think podcasting is going to be as big as it is now forever. Yeah, and in like thirty years, when you're watching that movie, you're like, "What are these guys doing?" Right, you know what I mean? Kind of like uh, watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, except there's still radio stations, but like, yeah, I guess on the radio. What? Like, I know. just think it's weird when he's like holding up the mask and screaming, "Look, look!" Yeah, I and then, got it. Yeah, and then he like cuts to the thing. I'm like, man, I almost feel like they could have cut that out. Yeah, and just done the cold open, then done that. I agree. Yeah, but I loved that uh, she ended up uh, Michael Myersing him, like the whole scene where she was on the grass and yeah. then she wasn't there. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. But yeah, I, I liked that. Uh, you had to look at it as none of the other movies happened. Yeah, yeah. Because she never had a bad haircut and got killed being a professor at a college or whatever. But, um, H2O. <laughs> oh, my God. But I liked that she was totally, like, a prepper. Right. And, like, I want a kitchen island that moves so I can go down into my weapons basement or whatever. And then she had the whole house booby trap. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, well, I like that she basically became Loomis. And yes. the new Loomis was right. a psycho. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I like that they mentioned Loomis in the beginning. They kind of gave him a shout out to Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did. I enjoyed it. And it was funny because when we got to talk about it, I was always thinking about it. But Jamie Lee Curtis, I think, um, I mean, she did a really good job. They plumpied her up really good. Yeah. And um, she did. She played a good PS, PTSD victim because pretty much she lived in fear all her life that he was going to come back. Right. And I think it made up for Halloween 2, and I don't want to talk too much shit about Halloween 2, because that's actually one of my favorite Halloween movies. I yeah. I love that movie. Um, but in Halloween 2, like, she wasn't, she was in the movie, but she wasn't really in the movie, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she didn't talk a lot, she was out of it most of the time, she kind of, kind of, and I get it, because she had just lived through all that stuff in the first movie, but. I think this kind of brought her around and, and solidified her character a little more. I don't. I, I like. I like this idea of like making sequels to movies and being able to skip the ones you don't like. Right. Well, I mean, like it, you know, it's funny because I talked to a bunch of people who didn't see Terminator: Dark Fate. I didn't. But here's the thing: I like it because basically it's like this. It's a sequel to Terminator Two. It ignores Terminator Three. Ah. Uh. So it's like. Like, I saw one for Halloween. It's like I this Venn diagram where it's like, oh, like, do you want to see, right, ha- here's Michael Myers. Do you want to see the aftermath of his rampage? Then watch Halloween 2. 
you want to see what happened 30 years later instead, watch Halloween. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, when's Halloween ends coming out? Uh, no, Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills. Yeah, it, it comes out this year, I think. Oh, yeah. Cool. I'm excited about being back in the movie world. It's just so weird because, like, I mean, it felt like he died in that movie. I don't know how they... Well, it's, that's your classic slasher movie. Yeah. You die in the end of every movie. I mean, he died at the end of Halloween 3, or Halloween 2 also. Yeah. So, I mean, well, for the most part, with his big, uh, his big, uh, burn yeah. outfit. You could totally tell it was a guy in a fire suit, you know? <laughs> it's funny. But um, talking about Scream Queens, I don't even know this actress's name, but the iconic scene from uh, Halloween 2, the nurse where he stabs her and lifts her off the ground, that was always my favorite scene, I think, out of all the Halloween movies. Um, I even got the pin from Fright Rags. Oh, funny. It's, it moves. It's got a little lever, and it moves her up and down. That's <laughs> 12 bucks I ever spent in my life. <laughs> nice. But, yeah, I, I want to give a shout-out real quick. I know we're running long, but I want to give a shout-out to the, the bit parts like that. Um, the nurse from Halloween 2. Just the stuff that you remember. Um, the nurse, while we're talking about hospitals, the big jump scare scene in Exorcist 3. Mm-hmm. The nurse is walking by, and then the big sheet guy... Um, a lot of nurses, I think, I'm going with all of a sudden. Right. The booby nurse from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> the booty hand chick from Night of the Demons. Yes. Like, yeah, after I, after I talked about it. I'm not comfortable with any of them. Really, 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 <laughs> but anyway, um, shout out to all those actresses. Yeah. They, you know, it's not a slasher movie if you're not, if you're, if there's not a lot of body count, people get killed. Yeah. Um, yeah, we probably could go on forever about Scream Queens and Chicken Movies, but I think we covered the groundwork pretty well on that. Yeah. I think we uh, got the major ones. Yeah. I mean, anyway, I don't know. That's I felt pretty comprehensive, I think. I think so, too. Yeah. Segwayed into a couple things that were interesting, I think. Yeah, hopefully which is the best you can hope for. Hopefully you guys found it interesting. Yeah. So. Yep. Well, I guess we'll call it a wrap on that. If you guys enjoy podcasts like this or following extra or view and skew review remember uh you know these things all cost money and we try not to put ads on here so uh we have a patreon you can sign up at patreon.com slash cult classics az uh just give us a buck or two as a tip all goes into paying for this stuff um for paying for uh, movie events uh you can find the link to that if you can't remember that on cultclassicsaz.com or go following.co we always have new reviews up on cultfollowing.co. It should be a big, uh, big bunch coming up uh, the next day or so for uh, Jessica Forever, Extraordinary, The Invisible Man, and Season 2 of Altered Carbon. And next week we should have reviews up for Swallow, another really crazy horror movie. Um, it's about a girl who has pica. So it's this disease, like, uh, it's like this mental disorder where, like, uh, or a disease where you don't get enough iron, or it can also be mental. So she starts, like, chewing ice, and she has, like, she's, like, in this really abusive relationship, so she starts swallowing things so she can feel free. Oh, my God. Starts, like, eating marbles and, like, thumb pins. Holy crap. Yeah, and, like, like little blades. Yeah, it's a crazy-ass movie. Yeah, so I'll have a review of that up next week. Can also uh, send cold hard cash to Jasperino, <laughs> PO Box sixty nine. 
Um, you can find me on Instagram at 700tapes if you want to email me at 700tapes at gmail.com. My podcast is forthcoming uh, if you're into VHS, retro, or anything from this and beyond. Actually, horror, that's me. Uh, but my computer just died, so I've had a little bit of a minor setback, but we will be coming for you Yep, and uh, we're not doing a retro rewind in March, but we are doing a big uh, 90s VHS night market the first weekend of April, uh, also at the Thunderbird Lounge. It's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, look forward to that. Um, and yeah, guys, uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at coldfalling.co. Literally, there's a dot in it, at coldfalling.co. <laughs> And uh, we're also at Cold Classic Safety on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, anywhere records are bought and sold. So until next time, <laughs> we'll see you. Same time, same bat time, same, same bat, bat channel. channel. I'm Victor Moreno, and I will say. And we've got Jasper. Duel Ghost appeared to be in dire situations. That was my bad idea. There you go. Until next time.